the honest truth is, is when I, I was sitting there and, and, and not struggling, but I was thinking about like, why am I doing this, right? I'm a 50 year old fat guy that's starting this nonprofit. Why do I care about this issue? And I'm like, what is this about? What is this about? And, and then it kind of hit me on and like a real cliche Disney moment, right? But it was like, oh my God, this is about, this is about dignity. This is about someone's dignity. And, and that really resonated with me. And so even now, to, our tagline is, is it's about health and dignity. It's about health because you can't have folks changing tampons every two days or using a T-shirt, right? And, 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 and also, you, you can't have folks having to choose between basic needs. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Hello again, and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose. So if you're on my email list, you got an email a few months ago, and I asked if anybody had a story to tell because I wanted to share the successes of other people with our Marketing with Purpose community so that way you could hear what are the things that are working for people? What are the mindsets that they embody that make them successful? And I'm, I'm trying to wrap that more into our episodes and, and still give you something to take away and chew on and, and take action with as well. And this person responded to me. I'm, I'm actually going to read you the email. He said, a 50-year-old guy starts a nonprofit tackling period poverty and in four years operates in three states and handed out almost two million products. Could there be something there? Hope to talk to you soon. That was the email. And when I read that email, I thought, oh, yeah, I got to hear this story. And so I am bringing Jeff Davis on as our guest so you can hear his story about how he went from a conversation with a person to a person giving dignity to everyone and even creating change about how we view menstrual cycles and how we talk about them with our families and in our communities. It's pretty amazing. Now, here's the deal. If you are a business there is still something in this for you, okay? I know we have listeners who are businesses. We have listeners who are nonprofits. And I'm sure some of you businesses might be thinking, you know what, this might not be for me. But here's the deal. It totally is. Because marketing with purpose is all about serving your audience, about embracing your marketing with a heart of servitude. And there is no entity that does that better than a nonprofit. A nonprofit is delegated by its tax status, not by its operations. A good nonprofit runs like a business. And you're going to hear the story of how Jeff took this idea of period kits and ran it like a business fearlessly and found success and helped so many people in multiple states all over the U.S. And he's not just helping individuals get feminine products. He's also helping create period kit organizations all over 
It's awesome. It's such an inspiring story, and I'm so pumped to share it with you. And the crazy thing is, is I'm giving him this credit, and he's probably over there just like shaking his head if he's listening to this episode, because he says that's not what it's all about. It's about people helping other people, and that's it. The end. You can tell these people that the tampon fairy dropped off these kits for all I care, as long as people get them and they have the dignity of being able to have the products that they need to be healthy and proud of their own bodies. So with that, I wanna introduce you to Jeff. You're gonna love him, and it doesn't matter if you're a business, a marketer, or a nonprofit, this story has a nugget of goodness in it for you. Let's get to business. Hello again, and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose. Now, we have a pretty vast audience of different types of listeners. We have some people who are businesses, we have nonprofits, we have marketers. So we have all kinds of people that listen to this podcast. And one of my favorite things to do is find people with great stories and share their stories and their successes with you. Because I know that some of you guys are at the beginning of entrepreneurship or at the beginning of establishing your nonprofit, or maybe you're just in the grind every single day and you need to find what it looks like on the other side of that journey. And so I have a special guest with me today and I invited him in because he has a really fun story to tell us. I would like to introduce you to Jeff Davis and I would also like to introduce you to his nonprofit Period Kits. Jeff, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your organization. Uh, yeah, my name is Jeff Davis. Um, I started the organization in, in Denver, Colorado about four and a half years ago. I uh, was having coffee with someone that that had lived experience and we were just talking about things and they made a comment. I've had food and I've had tampons and I had to put the food back. And that kind of hit me and, and resonated with me. But but also I'm very food motivated. <laughs> so I asked, I asked her, I said, well, what do folks do if you're like, what do you do if you're just really hungry that day? And she was like, oh, people use napkins, folks use newspapers, folks use socks, folks use. The worst one was she says folks will ration their tampons. They'll change their tampon every other day or things like that. So that was the kind of the, the, the seed. And then I w- had always worked in nonprofits in Denver. So I started talking to folks to find out, was she just not, not good with her money or is this a thing? And nonprofit after nonprofit, that, especially that dealt with folks in the homeless space, you know, this is an issue. This is an issue. And, and one lady really explained it best for me. She said, if you tell people, person experiencing homelessness, the majority of folks picture a man. The majority of folks picture a 55-year-old man with a bottle in his back pocket because that's easy for them to think about. We don't think about women and we we never think about children, right? But that the reality is right now there are kids sleeping in cars and there are so so because of that, her point was donations are skewed towards the male. And so she was someone that ran an agency that served homeless people that um, ran a really, really good ID card program. But they were taking money from that program to go buy tampons. And I thought, well, no, let's 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 start. Let's do this period kiss thing. Let's start something where nonprofits should be able to focus on their mission. And then and then we can do this. 
And so that's literally how it started. Uh, we applied for a 501c3 and it just kind of blew up on us since then. <laughs> but this isn't your first experience working with nonprofits, right? You you came from experience and, and have worked for nonprofits before. Tell us your backstory. Like, what did you do before you started Period Kids? Um, I had spent, I, had, I briefly had a, a far from illustrious Air Force career. And then um, I got out of the Air Force. I had a set of twins that were born um, 13 weeks early. They weighed a pound four each. And so I got out of the Air Force to stay in. My, my wife at the time knew what she was doing in the Air Force is what she wanted to do. So um, I stayed at home dad and then moved to Denver, Colorado, um, had a couple of jobs that were in the for-profit world and made decent money, but was just miserable and got laid off. And um, at the time, though, and I needed a job and I got a job working with adults with special needs. And I think I was there two or three weeks and and came home and I was like, I am doing this forever. Right. And I and, and I was in, a, in, in a, on a team that we kind of had the, the highest level of needs. Our folks were were changes and G tubes and we had to feed them, but I just loved it. I fell in love with it and and worked in that space for about 16, 17 years. Um, kind of towards the end, got some burnout working with. I was working with uh, sex offenders that were sex offenders because of their disability. Um, and after about year three years of that, four years of that, um, just got a little bit of burnout. So I went to the the worked with the. Folks are experiencing homelessness. I had a job in between that where I um, started a really cool program in Denver. I worked at a junk hauling company, and but my our my job was to keep everything we picked up out of the landfill. So we recycled what we could recycle, but then the rest we worked with other nonprofits for bedding, for towels, for sheets, for plates, for whatever it was. We our job was to keep it out of the landfill. So just did that. And I had always been in that kind of uh, space. And so this just seemed like uh, here's here's a, uh, something that's not being talked about. Here's something that, that's an issue. And so there's something I can do about it. Why not do something about it? <laughs> now, having worked for lots of different nonprofits, you probably saw some that ran really well and some that didn't run as well. Can you tell me some things that you took away from those experiences that you feel made you more successful when you established period kits? Yeah, I think I think two things really. One, I think if you're um, it all changed when I started my own nonprofit because because I always joke around and say like it was weird when the buck started stopping with me. Right. And, and but I think you have to remember that you're starting a business like you have to be profitable. Just because it says nonprofit, it just means you have to do something different with your profit. So you have to run it very much like a business and you have to invest in infrastructure and you have to invest in marketing. And first, probably $600, $700 we ever got, we put right back into a CRM program and we paid somebody to do social media for 25 bucks a, a month for it and, and, and a drink. So like we have to, those are things you have to do. I think also what I see with, is that nonprofits have a real scarcity mentality. Some nonprofits, I should say, like this is mine and these are my grants and these are my, and, and all the success we've had continues to be with collaboration, partnering with other nonprofits, doing events at the library that, that will draw folks into the library, but benefit this nonprofit in this town. And so the, I think collaboration is huge. 
So running your nonprofit with the mentality of a small business and collaborating with other nonprofits. Those are the Absolutely. You shouldn't be afraid to collaborate. There's enough, I think there's enough goodwill out there to, to find it and find your niche. And, 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 and I think being very, very focused when we first started period kits, folks would, would be like, Oh, you should put toothpaste in there. You should put soap in there. You should put, and, and I would, I was like, no, this is, this is what we do. And these are the folks that we support. If you want to go start hygiene kits for the homeless or whatever, then you should. But for us, you know, we're going to support this need. And we're going to focus all our efforts on this need. I think that is great advice. Like, (laughs) I want to get so excited over that advice that you just gave, because really focusing on one need allows you to really serve that purpose and do it successfully and 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 make a difference through it. I, I find that some nonprofits will just start kind of expanding because people see them. They know that they're capable. They're like, Hey, will you do this too? Will you do this too? And then before they know it, they're not picking what they do anymore. Someone else picked what they do for them and they're spread too thin and they can't make it like they can't make the same difference anymore. So while I, I, man, I applaud people for being so incredibly generous with their time and their talents. I think it's really, really smart to still stay really focused the way that you have done, because then you're also not a threat, you know, like people like that might be one of the reasons you have more success collaborating because people realize that you're not, you know, you're not taking from them, you're benefiting them. Now they don't have to find a way to fit tampons in their, into their budget because you're doing it for them. Right? No, um, no, absolutely. Right. The, 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 it should be very, as someone once joked around and they called us Apple, they're like, you guys make iPods <laughs> and kind of like, I mean, we want to do one thing. We want to do it really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I know Apple does a bunch of different things now. And, but for, for, for us to be successful, it's, it's also when you're talking about an issue that I know nothing about, other than daughters and wives and, and right. I've got to stay focused on this mm-hmm. and, and address that issue. And so that was very important. I think. Now, one question that's so a lot of gentlemen don't even like to talk about the fact that women have periods. They're super uncomfortable with it. Um, I remember like my husband, God bless him. He is an amazing man. And one day I was sitting at home. I didn't feel well. And I was like, he's like, do you need anything from the store? And I'm like, yes, tampons. And he's like, okay, got it. And he's like in the aisle, FaceTiming me, trying to find the exact box that I want, you know, but a lot of guys wouldn't do that. So like, How did you become comfortable enough within your own skin and with, you know, human beings too, the needs of human beings that you were willing to like go out on a limb and do this, especially as a guy, that's kind of cool. Well, I had, I, I, I had, so I have twin daughters as well as twin sons. Okay. And then along the way I inherited three girls. So in the house, we had five girls all under the age of 12. And so as the girls got older and the first one started their period, I called my wife and this was a big, big, I didn't know it at the time, right? But this was a big thing. I called her and I said, hey, just so you know, this is what you're coming home to. Sally started her period. And she was like, okay. 
And so on the way home, she stopped by the store and made whole, this whole kind of welcome to womanhood basket. It had tampons and it had pads and it had liners and it had pampering and it had chocolate mm -hmm. and all these things. So what it did, though, for our little household was it, it just normalized this this event. So the next daughter was looking forward to it. Well, I wonder what I get when I start. The third daughter was talking about it. And then when she started, the two older ones, when they got hurt, they thought they were so cute. They bought her like a red velvet cake. Because they thought they were being very funny, mm -hmm. but it just—it was just—it was just my life with five girls, a wife, and and then also the, the honest truth is—is is when I I was sitting there and, and and not struggling, but I was thinking about like why am I doing this, right? I'm a 50 year old fat guy that's starting this nonprofit. Why do I care about this issue? And I was—I really like—I think as I was on the couch because I was snoring. And I'm like, what is this about? What is this about? And, and then it kind of hit me on a, like a real cliche Disney moment, right? But it was like, oh my God, this is about this is about dignity. This is about someone's dignity, and and that really resonated with me. And so even now, to our tagline is is it's about health and dignity. It's about health because you can't have folks changing tampons every two days, or using a t-shirt. Right. And 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 also you, you can't have folks having to choose between basic needs. I don't have to choose as far as, you know, going to the toilet. My toilet paper has always been there. Mm -hmm. So so we need to get as, as a bigger thing. We need to get where it's a bodily function that that I always say, like, no one has ever been like, hey, you know what? That sounds really cool. I want one of those every month for 35 years where do i sign up yeah. right oh, my <laughs> so, daughter said to me the other day she's like mom does it ever get less weird and i was like no i mean like no like i wish i could tell you that it does honey but it it really doesn't it's always just a little weird <laughs> it's all and i've had i, I lucky too had some some daughters that were very open and, and honest about things and I had one time where, where one of my daughters got off the couch and she's she mad stomped to the bathroom and mad walked out of it. Right. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? And she was upset. She goes, I get more warning about a blizzard or a hurricane than I do about my period. And so there's that factor as well. And so what, what hopefully when, when we first started, I said to the, the folks that were involved in the board, I said, if y'all think a man leading this organization is a detriment, then I'll just be in the background. I'll be, you know, do work and whatever and have one friend, God bless her. She's very, very, very kind of dramatic and poetic. And she's a bit, and she's like, but what she said was, she's like, no, because what you, what it, what it does is you, not me literally, but you transcend the issue because it's not just a woman thing. And if a woman started this organization, it would be, unfortunately, Oh God, here's another woman with another gripe, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So what you do is, and what I hope to do is just to make it about it's, it's just a person, right? And 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 also the, a period for the is, is the reason we're all here. It, it's just how the plumbing works, right? Yeah. So for for the men, like get over yourself. It's not no, but I'm serious. I've been to events, Monica, where folks where men won't touch the products. And I've had to stop and be like, look, you're not going to catch menstruation. I promise you. Right. So just put some tampons in a bag and, and 
deal with it. Pull up your big girl panties and let's go. Let's build some kids. That's actually, you know what? You're right. It is actually an advantage to have uh, a person like you at the head of the organization because you can pull all humans together in a really cool way. And um, that is really funny. You can't catch menstruation. That. That's well, I mean, I, I was like the point, right? You, I've, I've clearly never been hungry, but I can donate to a food bank. Yeah. I've never, ever really, really been cold, but I can donate a tent or a sleep bag or whatever that happens to be. So just because I don't have the, the lived experience, it doesn't mean I'm not compassionate and I can't. I told Ashley after I got to know her, I said, the minute you said that, like, I pictured you in the grocery store with a cup of noodles and a box of tampons. And she's like, I hate cup of noodles. I'm like, okay, well, but the point is, right, there you are, you're making this choice. And it's a choice no one should have to make if they don't have to. So tell me a little bit about how you um, grew this because you, it's not just period kits, it's period kits, Minnesota, and you also in Ohio. I mean, like, how did you do that? Like, how did you, I mean, it's only four years old. How did it get so big so fast? I think, I mean, it's, it's something that I did, and it's not that I'm any brilliant mind or anything. It A is, is really just a reflection of the need that's out there right now around a subject that's so taboo or stigmatized, right? Um, but what, some of the, I mean, some of the things that, that the first thing we did or I, I did was like, I don't know social media. I admit that. I, I made one Thanksgiving sitting there with, my, with the kids. And I'm like, I didn't know you couldn't post to Instagram from your laptop. And they all laughed at me and, and called me Boomer the rest of the Thanksgiving day, right? <laughs> but so what I did with Pyrrhicus was like, okay, find that 26-year-old, find that 24-year-old. And, and see if they'll do it for free to start with or do it for 25 bucks a month. But they know the algorithm. Don't post at 9 in the morning. Post at 3.30 on a Friday or wh whatever that happens to be, right? And so that's that's how we grew. Um, we were on the news. And we got very lucky that we had we, – we started off having public events where we just get together at a coffee shop and say, bring, bring supplies. We're going to build kits because we had no money. So, so, so just th that's how we grew. We grew through word of mouth and we grew honestly, like never afraid to talk about the issue, never afraid to talk about what I did. I never, I wasn't always comfortable with, like, oh, you're a man or these things um, really became though kind of a, a, a rallying point though, because I meant, like, so what, right? You can help too, whatever that is. So and and I talked about period kids every at the at the Kiwanis. I had invited one time to the Kiwanis group in Denver, and I didn't know what I grew. I grew up in England, so when the guys were like, "Well, are you familiar with Kiwanis?" I'm like, "Yeah, you guys build pools, don't you?" And they were like, "I had to, I didn't know about the organization, but I still talked to you know twenty eighty year old men over breakfast about about period poverty." And they were some of the biggest individual checks I got in the beginning. And then I think when we leaned into it, like, like if you're going to lean into it, like lean into what you're dealing with. We had our first event was called It's a Bloody Sunday. We had Bloody Marys. We had a tuckle bar. We had a four foot tampon pinata. Because, again, <laughs> again, no shame what we're doing. 
right? So, so let, let's, let, but, but we say that, so let's act, let's act, let's be congruent, right? If we're saying one thing, let's act like it and let's do it. And so if we're, if we're talking about periods, we're talking about menstruation, all those things, just lean into it and, and go with it and, and talk about it. And we had an event, um, we're planning an event that's one of the things, one of the, the things that has bothered me the more I know about this and learn about this are all these like euphemisms, like sh- shark week. My daughter calls it shark week. I've never heard so we, that. <laughs> no, my, yeah. And so we want to have an, and also part of the story is I grew up, prior to I was 22, I would, didn't know, I didn't think women could go swimming on their period because I was told they can't by 13 year old Billy. I'm not going to ask my mom. I'm not going to ask my sister. I'm just going to keep believing that. So in, in Colorado, also, they couldn't go camping because of the bears. But, but part of it is have an event where you, you encourage folks to, to wear bathing suits, to wear white bathing suits, and just kind of throw – I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit older and grew up in England, like I said, and have a little bit of punk rock kind of in your face. But, no, this is what we do, and this is who we support. And, and – um, that helped. I think that helped us grow immediately. And then one thing we did too was that the I've been told helped us grow, and now is, I continue to see it is when we had events in different um, suburbs of Denver. If we were up in Boulder, if we were and wherever we were, the kit stayed there. We found an agency in around that bar or restaurant or coffee shop or whatever it was that would accept the kids. So that during the, the, the kid building event, when I say my, my three minutes of words or whatever, it's, it, it's very impactful to say, but the stuff you do today is staying here. We had one last night in Ohio and uh, we were in Springfield, Ohio. And to be able to tell all those folks, like these are going to the Springfield public libraries. These go to the, the Springfield uh, food bank and these are going to the Springfield um, public school system. It just, it just, there's that sense of, you know, pride and, and folks are get involved and stay involved. Now, um, if you were going to tell a new nonprofit, like the one activity that you would say, you need to do this because this is going to move the needle for you. This is going to help you get more supporters. This is going to help you grow your organization. What do you think that one thing would be? Find a way to collaborate with other nonprofits. Find a way to, like I said, have an event that benefits the library. The kids are going to go to the food bank. And then and then also what happens is have someone from the food bank there, in, in my case, have someone from the food bank there that will also say a few words about your community food bank and what this then means to the food bank. Because of this, we don't have to go out and spend $700 on tampons, pads, and liners or, or whatever that is, right? Um, there's enough There's enough um, for everybody out there. That God, Lord knows there's enough need out there. So address that need and and find ways to collaborate with and, and sometimes it's not always like minded nonprofits, right? But you can you can still figure out ways to collaborate and that would be my one word, my key to success. And 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 really also though like at some point we talked about I know you talked about a startup and and so we were doing Denver Startup Week, how to start a nonprofit, and forty we were on a panel and the forty five minutes of SWOT analysis and business plans and and all these things and I got really frustrated and and I kind of grabbed the mic and I'm like I don't know the difference between a SWOT analysis and a SWOT team 
But at some point, you need to go do. Right? You just need to get off your butt and go do something. And and if you fail, so what? Right? My daughter, when she was little, when she was seven, she was trying to be a little smarter. I can say, Dad, it's not rocket surgery. And I'm like, no, kid, it's not. There's no such thing as rocket surgery. But you don't have to have it figured out. Just go. You're not gonna. You're not gonna cause any harm. If you mess up, so what? First thing I ever asked was I had to ask, what's the difference between a pad and a liner? Because I didn't know. Right. So so just go out there and fail and fail as much as you can. You're still failing like the the cliche, right? You're failing forward. If my kits were built wrong in the beginning, there's still the bottom line is there's, there's products getting to the, into the hands of the people that need it. And that's the important thing. In my family, we have a saying, and we say that um, when we are refusing to take a step forward because we are looking at too much information and we just keep information gathering, it, well, one, I, I call it like, I just get overwhelmed with all the stuff. Um, and then I get frustrated with myself because I'm not moving forward. And I'm a person that likes to really like future pace, right? But we call it paralysis by analysis. And um, I actually have a podcast episode about paralysis by analysis. I should actually check when the count, when it comes out in the calendar, um, <laughs> it will come out after our conversation. So look for that Perfect. in um, August, my friends. I, okay. I mean, it really is a thing. Um, you have to be able to just realize you're never going to have all the information. And you won't have any more information really until you do something. And then you make the decision and you'll learn from it. And then you can go forth and make the next decision. And it's like, whatever decision you made was the right decision because you made it with what you had, right? When we built the kits, we started with, with, um, we started with three month kits. We started with 40 tampons, 20 pads, 20 liners, package of wipes, and five pair of underwear. And I would always say, though, like for, for my daughter, Kaylee, that may last six months. Mm-hmm. For Kira, that may last six minutes sometimes. <laughs> it's a very, very personal thing. So, but we needed something because we're a business. So we needed a metric. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we need to know what's an inventory, what's not an inventory, what's logistics, what all these things. When we did a one month kit, we spent probably an hour in a board meeting talking about the numbers. Mm-hmm. Finally, I'm just like, okay, we're doing 14 tampons, seven pads, seven ladders. And yeah, because that's just right. I don't want to sit here all day. Did you get and, feedback and, and then? Um, we got feedback. What we found was really interesting is, is we were handing out kits um, during COVID. Denver had these distribution days called We Hear You, We Got You. And they would drive through events where you would drive through the trunk popped. And the food bank was there and the, the diaper bank was there and the pet pantry was. We found certain cultures, certain pockets of this. If we were in a, a sp- Hispanic community, if we were in a refugee community, they were stopping the lines to take tampons out and get back to us. They okay. culturally, they, for whatever the reason is. They don't use them. Right. So then we came up with a second kit that's in a different colored bag that's just pads and liners. And see, if you guys hadn't made that decision to just move on with the first kit, you never would have learned what you needed out of the second kit. And by examining how people were interacting with your kits, you learned and you made them better. And you came up with one that is 
more effective for those folks. And I think yeah, that's that, that, that awesome. suits the needs, which is what you want to do. And and so um, don't be afraid to fail and, and, and don't pay any. I mean, we have had people on social media with their negativity and can't believe you don't use the, the menstrual cups. They're sustainable and they're well, but if you're, you're in the position of someone living on the streets, I don't even know when they're going to be able to have access to hot water mm-hmm. or a bathroom that doesn't suit. When I worked, when I worked with folks experiencing homelessness, we would so many times we get these large pallets of canned goods donated and after a while, after you get to know the folks, the talk to the folks, they hate canned goods because they're heavy and they don't have a can opener. Oh, yeah. So, so think about don't don't think about. I think or everything should be organic and spun by unicorns and all those things, right? But but that's not practical for the end user, and that's where you've got to start. Well, that's where you should have it. Should be at the end of your thought process. Who's using this stuff? I think this is great advice, not for just for nonprofits, but for businesses too, especially young businesses, um, because there's just so much to learn from the heart of servitude from a nonprofit. I, I really believe that businesses that run with the heart of a nonprofit and nonprofits that run like a business are two of the most successful entities that you can have, um, because when you're when you are really concerned with the person that you're doing this for, whether it's a service that you do for your business or, or a service that you do through a nonprofit, that makes it even better. And it makes it the right thing for them. And it's going to help them solve their problem and it will help them live a better life. And that's that's sort of what we should be all about, right? No matter if you're that's a nonprofit the goal, or a business. Right? Yeah. And that's how we all find and, happiness too. And I think with nonprofits too, you know, unless you're your direct care or your, for for, for me, the, the goal was to be out of business in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Because, because the issue, because, you know, we're talking about something else is the, the period products aren't on, on benefits, aren't covered by SNAP, aren't covered by TANF. In tw- over 20 states, they're still taxed. They're taxed. They were taxed in Colorado. They called, they told me that they were taxed because they were a luxury item. Oh, dear. So I got real mad and I was like, well, I've been missing out on luxury every month for about 30 years. So I feel like y'all owe me something. But but we're, there's all these big issues, right? And 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 we want to address those, but we don't want to we don't want to try and be at the legislation and at the organic summit and at the right now. My my whole thing was I'm starting this thing to I want someone to ha- not have to use a newspaper, and we'll go from there, right? We we try not to. Um, some products don't have applicators. We try not to use those, or we get those two organizations that we know have have folks that are housed, mm-hmm. right? So, so you can be conscious of that, but it shouldn't be a driving factor in what you do. So, do you have any final words or advice that you want to share with our audience, businesses, nonprofits, either one that are like driving after a passion and and working with this heart of servitude? I would I would say you should you just go for it and you figure it out as you're going along. Right, you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to. I, I you should tell my kids and and kind of the same thing when we start, when I started period. It's like you make the best decision you can with the information you have at the time. In six months, you're a genius or you're an idiot, and then you correct. 
And that's just kind of what life is, right? Oh, I should have dated her. I should have dated him. Whatever it is. But you've got to do something. So don't don't wait for that perfect opportunity. Don't wait for the perfect moment. Just go out and start doing things. And 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 don't be embarrassed by what you do. Don't be embarrassed by what your cause is. Just preach from every chance you get because because that 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 five dollar a month donor at the is all of a sudden a twenty five thousand dollar donor. We talked to somebody last night at the event just because we had a public event with public people. They work at a large corporation. That corporation called me today and want to donate and want to have a kit build with their employees. This is a huge company. So, but have we gonna had this little event at a little co-working space in Springfield, Ohio? It wouldn't happen. Talk about what you do all the time to everyone and 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 believe in believe in what you're doing and just go for it and don't sit around waiting. And I, I love that you've stayed true to yourself too. Like, like your concept and the way that you present it and the way that you talk about it, you're just very much, this is, this is what it is. This is how it is. And I feel like in that way, you're, you're probably doing more than just giving people dignity. You're also allowing like our culture to shift the way that we think about having your period, like, like even just you saying that it is like, you wouldn't be here without it. I never thought about it that way. Right. That is, that's really cool. So like, why do we have to freak out about it? Why does it have to be gross? Why does it have to be bad? Right. It doesn't have to be. be, Yeah. It's, it's like that uh, to generalize. It's like that because of men, Mm -hmm. right. We don't understand it. We don't go through it. So, so let's just belittle it. And I think it's very important to know just, and, and just one more thing, there was a huge point for period kids was we were at the women's March in 2020 and we had lots of people stop by our booth and they're like, Oh, this is an amazing organization. You build these kits and you send them to Tanzania or you build these kits and you send them to Mumbai or, or like insert foreign country. Mm-hmm. And after a while I got really upset. I'm like, no, I sent them to Boulder. I sent them to our and and people need to know that, that this is here. This is in our country. These are, our daughters, our sisters, our mom, whatever it is, right? And I, when I get emails, they're from the local high school. They have a 14-year-old in the office because she's changing her tampon every other day because she doesn't want them in school. But now she's sick, right? Yeah. So you just need to, to, to know that this is here. But I like what you said. Like, just lean into it and, and don't – because I think regret is poison, Right. You can sit around and, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have. No, just go do it. Who cares? <laughs> well, I appreciate what you're doing and I appreciate that you're taking Thank care you. of your community, but even farther reaching than that. And I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm happy for your success. I'm happy for everybody who gets to have the kits and I'm happy Me for too. the conversation that you've started today. And hopefully it spreads even wider and people can look at it differently. And they can also realize that they can help someone else have dignity through helping them have feminine products, which is awesome. So thank you so much for sharing today. I knew you you were going to be energizing and just make me feel like (laughs) a million bucks by the end of this conversation. It's such an awesome story. Um, Tell people how they can get a hold of you or learn more about your organization. Yeah, it's just periodkids.org or periodkidsohio.org or it's periodkidsmn.org. Um, and, and probably also if you're really interested in starting one in, in your town, I mean, I've sat with 20 different cities probably, 
and help start programs from like Tacoma to Tampa Bay. So, so email, email me at, at Jeff D G O F F D at periodkits.org. Or also there's a national group, the Alliance for period supplies. This is part of the national diaper bank. They have a lot of great resources as well. Jeff, thank you so much for this conversation. And thank you so much for your service. You're doing amazing work. And everybody right, thank else, you very much. Thank you so Take much care. for listening. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose. To get a copy of the show notes and all those links that we just heard from our guest, head on over to maycreate.com. M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. And of course, I have to tell you the things that all podcasters are supposed to tell you at the end of their episodes. Like, if you thought this was awesome, you could subscribe. And then I would like get to tell you when I have new stuff for you to learn and new episodes, new people to meet, new stories to tell. Oh, and of course, I would really love it if you left a review. So head on over to maycreate.com for those show notes. M-A-Y-E. C-R-E-A-T-E dot com or maybe even contact my team about building that next website. We can do it for you and we even have our Better Than DIY website program that teaches you to plan and build your own website. So head on over to maycreate.com M-A-Y-E C-R-E-A-T-E dot com I'll meet you over there.